0: Listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, mini episode number eighteen. Kayla Lords here with the one, the only, the guy who got us started super early today, and I'm very proud of you for that, John Brownstone. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, A big thanks to our Kiki patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/KaylaLords for making this episode possible. This week we're sharing kind of a rapid fire list because this is a mini episode of things (laughs) we think new dominance really need to know, and also experienced dominance. I'm pretty sure you could use the reminder. Just saying. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Uh, We'd love it if you'd come back often and add the podcast to your favorite podcast app so you can keep listening to it. Maybe, Maybe subscribe, you know, do those things. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM. All links are in the show notes. And yes, that grinding sound in the background would be Lola snoring. We didn't want to interrupt her nap time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's get into this. Her early
1: morning nap as opposed to her uh, midday nap.
0: Right, exactly. As opposed to her (laughs) eve. Nap, As right. opposed to the a full eight hours of sleep she gets a night.
1: Don't forget her afternoon nap. Right, right. She's yeah. a,
0: a, her post-meal <laughs> naps. Yeah. So many naps. Okay, we're <laughs> off track already. Oh my gosh. So uh, this week's episode comes from a blog post we wrote back in 2018. OMG, mm-hmm. that's a very long time ago, it seems like to me. Called 13 Things New Dominants Need to Know. Um yeah we're just gonna we're gonna hit it we're just gonna get into it let's dive in nobody should be surprised number one communication is everything and
1: and that is that pretty much sums it up uh communication is is one of the cornerstones to this especially being new um there is no such thing as too much communication Mm -hmm. um and as as part of that i mean you need to be able to communicate your needs and wants as a dominant, but you also, as part of that communication, you also need to be willing to listen to your submissive, mm-hmm. because this is about uh, compromise, mm-hmm. where everybody gets a little bit of what they want and need. So, you know, the, the communication is a two-way street, and that is a highway that needs to remain open and flowing at all times.
0: Also, I'll add, no one expects you to grant yourself title of dominant and then immediately know how to communicate. It is a skill like any other. So if you're not a great communicator, you're gonna suck at it until you get better at mm-hmm. it. The only way to keep better, get better at it is to keep doing it and practice.
1: Practice, so, because it's, yes. it's, a, it's like a muscle. Exactly. The more you use it, the stronger it becomes. Right.
0: Before we can go down a communication rabbit hole, let's yeah. go to the next one. All right. Also, one of the most important things always get consent
1: yes consent is is so very important and and the thing to understand about consent um, one it is fluid it is ongoing Um, even if consent is given it can be removed at any time Um, if you are a dominant looking at a sub to play with you have to give consent as well.
0: Oh, yes. That,
1: that, that consent, you know, yes, it's important for the, for the submissive to consent. Um, you know, if, if you come across a submissive that wants a specific type of play, you may not feel quite comfortable with that. Um, you have the right to say no yourself, to, to not want to, to engage in that kind of play. So, you know, consent it it's it's right there before anything begins before anything happens that consent has to be given on both sides
0: first you communicate then you make sure there's consent then we move forward Mm -hmm. Uh, number three trust must be earned and kept
1: yes (laughs) um to me trust right up there with communication is is part of that foundation um you know as a dominant you need to trust that person that you're playing with um, and rightfully so that submissive needs to trust you. Uh, Trust is sometimes a hard thing to earn but when you earn it, it is well worth it Um, and it is something that with one small error can be lost. So just because you have it you know, don't think you've got it and and all is good. No, you need to work to keep that trust.
0: Right, which means being somebody of integrity, somebody Mm -hmm. who is honest, who says what you mean, who means what you say, who does what you say you'll do.
1: Be consistent.
0: And also, in the blog post especially, I made a point to say, it's not just that the, your submissive has to trust you. You have to be able to trust your submissive. And part of that is not just that they won't lie to you. It's that they will tell you both good and bad. And in order to have that kind of trust with a submissive, you need to be a person who can hear the not good. Mm-hmm. If all you can handle hearing is how great you are and how good that felt, you are missing out on 75% of what you need to know. So. Be a person worthy of trust so your partner feels safe telling you the things you might not want to hear but need Mm -hmm. to know. Okay, next one. We kind of suck at rapid fire, but we're working on it. (laughs) Next one. Check in regularly.
1: Yes. Okay, so you've done the communication. You've earned the trust. You've got the consent, and you're in the scene. It is important to regularly check in with your bottom to make sure they're doing good. Now, there is some people who say, oh, but that takes away from the scene and, you know, it, it breaks the moment. No, it doesn't. It keeps both of you safe, especially if it's not someone you've played with regularly. You can do it and work it in to be part of the scene. It, it can be sexy. It can be hot. It can even increase the tension of the moment if you do it the right way. Mm-hmm.
0: And also not checking in means you could seriously fuck up and nothing will ruin the mood more than when you fuck yeah, up. So right? how about you just check in? Also, it's not even just um, during kink play. Check in in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Go, hey, how are you doing? How are things going? It's right up there with the communication.
1: Yeah.
0: Here's one that I think it's important for all dominants to remember. It's okay if you don't feel confident.
1: Yes, um, you know, there's there's this school of thought that dominants are supposed to be, you know, all-knowing, all-seeing, and, and they never waver in their resolve. Very stoic. Yeah. Stony-faced. Eh. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wrong. Um, maybe the, the dominant, but you know what? You are infallible human beings, and sometimes being a little unconfident is part of that and that's okay Uh, you know everybody had to start somewhere Mm -hmm. and you know you need to learn you need to practice you don't just pick up a flogger and start hitting somebody you don't just walk up to somebody um, out of the blue and start a 24 7 power exchange that all takes time it takes learning um, there are numerous books out there. Um, there are workshops you can attend at clubs.
0: There are podcasts you can listen to. Right, <laughs>
1: podcasts you can listen to, YouTube videos that you can listen, watch as well. <laughs> very um, true, very true. So, you know, there, there is a plethora of ways that, that you can increase your knowledge, um, your understanding, and with that, comes your confidence.
0: And the more you do it, the more confident you feel. Right. When you're working together with a partner, instead of believing you were supposed to be the all-knowing, all-seeing, omniscient, God-like Dom. Uh, that can be <laughs> sexy at times, but that also gets kind of tiresome. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Um, you know, but when you look at your, whatever you're doing, whether it's play or a power exchange, as a partnership and you're working together with this person to have an outcome you both want, then confidence becomes a little less important because you're learning together and all of it is a learning process so yes we want you to develop confidence confidence can help you go a long way as a dominant but it's you don't not everybody comes out of the womb as uber confident uber dom okay don't worry next one please please at the times when it matters please don't hide your emotions
1: yes absolutely you know there there is a stereotype that that Dominants are emotionless. Emotionless. Yeah. Um, it's
0: that stoic thing again. That
1: that back to that stoic thing. You know where where you're a a brick wall and you you never move. Um, don't be that. Um, as as a dominant, it is important to have empathy.
0: Yes, we're going to do a long episode on that coming up. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know you. you you, you have to have that, um, you know, just like with us. We, we run into things. Kayla has a certain set of rules. She has protocols that she needs to follow. Um, if she has had a really bad day, if she is feeling sick, I am not going to push her to follow through on those those rules or protocols, depending on her health. And, and that is important because you have to be able to, to to have enough of that emotion to you know feel that out. Also on the other hand, you know, if you're having a bad day and, and things aren't right and you know your your S type wants you to to beat them and do this and, and you are not in that headspace, you have to be able to be open enough to to explain why you can't at that given moment you know you 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 can't lock everything away and and just expect it to be all good it's not going to be
0: lesson one from certain forms of therapy what you push down will come out in other ways that you don't mean for and it, it won't to,
1: be pretty and
0: those emotions will definitely be one of that repressing our emotions does not help anybody in the long
1: term mm-hmm.
0: okay next one okay you don't have to wear all black or leather or latex or anything you don't want to wear you can if you love it if that gets you mm-hmm. off that gets you going wear it have a good time you don't have to
1: right um there is no rule book that says you have to dress a specific way to be a dominant um i have done scenes in pajamas
0: you've done them in your boxers i've i've done <laughs>
1: scenes in my boxers start in, in naked. shorts I've been stark naked in the in the bedroom <laughs> or even in the living room on a couple occasions mm. um you know the clothing does not make it yet on the other hand gone to the club and worn kilt and and combat boots oh, and, and
0: you're so sexy when you do it's you know fun to do it if it's what you want to do but right it should never be considered a requirement right.
1: yeah there there there's nothing in the rule books that says you have to to dress a certain way or even a suit oh gosh yeah
0: i mean if you You like a three-piece suit have a good time the the suit
1: stereotype you know yes it is nice to dress up in a suit once in a while and and have that that aura that air Mm -hmm. but it is definitely not a requirement you can be just as dominant um in a pair of bermuda shorts or a pair of jeans so you know whatever your style is go for it
0: exactly
1: Mm -hmm.
0: next one remember that your submissive has needs too
1: absolutely Um, this is a very important one and i have talked about this where i have likened um, a submissive's ability to give to a well Mm -hmm. okay you pull water from that well and you pull so much water from that well without refilling it it's going to go dry and that submissive is not going to then be able to serve. So they need their wells refreshed too, whether it's in the form of a, a, a good girl or, you know, job well done or, you know, thank you for your service, cuddles, hugs, you know.
0: Their kinks being um, indulged. Being, right. As long as they're within your limits and boundaries,
1: mm-hmm. of course so you know yeah don't don't forget their needs They they are important as well mm-hmm.
0: i mean yeah there's that for some d types there's that kind of sexy thing of i get what i want because i'm the dom and uh consensually with uh, the help of the other partner maybe but also your submissive should be getting what they want in the way that works within the way y'all play absolutely so it's a uh, two-sided coin here y'all. Mm-hmm. next one your title is earned.
1: Not demanded. Ah, yes. Um, I've seen this one firsthand where someone walks into a munch just because they're a dominant and they start ordering submissives around.
0: Oh, it's so distasteful. It, yes,
1: it is. Yes, it is. Um, that person may be submissive, but they are not your submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, through communication, through consent, through, through trust, um, you earn that title. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now you can
0: have a scene name that might have a title in it. You Mm -hmm. are known among the community not just as John Brownstone because I'm a great, great at branding (laughs) but you are known as Southern Sir. Yes. And so people who know you will sometimes call you Sir, not because you demanded it, but Mm-mm. because they feel comfortable with that. Also, you are often introduced as Southern Sir, but also right. the follow-up to that is when you meet somebody, you go, you shake their hand, well, pre play you shake their hand <coughs> and you go, call me John. Right. Like you, if somebody wants to call you Sir and you're comfortable with them, fine. Um but you don't walk into a room and go, I am the great yeah. Southern Sir I mean it's you know, like, no, bullshit.
1: I mean, it, it is mostly people from munches and, and mm-hmm. workshops that I attend that have known me for years that yeah, do I, do it more out of respect and than
0: we know people who call themselves master this, mistress yeah. that, sir mm-hmm. this. And that's, that's a scene name that is different from the honorific. You're demanding somebody that you see as lower than you or an S type calling you a term. Right. That cannot be demanded. That must be earned. Correct. Next, educate yourself.
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You're not Um,
0: born fully formed, knowing how to be a dominant.
1: No, Um, you know, just like you had to learn uh, about algebra and history in, in school, um, you know whatever your your um, focus of study in college has been, you you, you know you had to learn it, um, and this steps back to the confidence builder. Mm-hmm. You know, educate yourself, educate yourself. You can never learn too much.
0: You'll never stop learning.
1: You'll never stop learning. Um, you know, again going back to books. There are educational YouTube videos, all the podcasts. Um, if you are lucky enough to live in a community where there are munches, a lot of them offer workshops, uh, dungeons. I, I know the dungeon that we're members of um, every month. They have a different workshop that focuses on different aspects of the DS life. Um, right now with, with um, the pandemic, a lot of this stuff has gone virtual. So, you know, even if you don't live in an area where you have access to this, you can get it online. But, yes, educate yourself, learn, practice, mm-hmm. you know, be the best you can be.
0: Exactly. The next one. Um, get this advice all the time, and sometimes mm-hmm. dominants get left out of the advice. So uh, please don't be afraid to reach out and join a kink community or form your own kink community, Mm -hmm. but, but create your own little circle of kinky folk that you interact with online or in person.
1: When you're first stepping into the DS lifestyle, it is so easy to feel isolated. Mm -hmm. All right. You know, am, am I the only odd one out that, that feels this way that likes these things that gets turned on by this stuff? Um, some of that has been alleviated with with the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is easy to reach out and find communities. But um, you know, when you reach out to your community, what you know, even if it's a munch, a, a kinky social, and and when I say kinky social, it's just a meeting of kinky folks getting together, and hang out, and do normal stuff like, you know, play Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, different Go games. Camping. Um, have a cookout. cards for humanity. You know, but it it's the type of, of environment where, you know, you know these people like the same thing you you do. You can ask questions, you can learn. There is is such a diversity of people from you know, people who have been in lifestyle thirty years who engage in this type of play, that type of play, so many different facets that you can be exposed to and, and learn about. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it, it is something you definitely want to look into.
0: Absolutely. Next, please remember, and I mentioned this earlier, your submissive is your partner. Now, this is ex- uh, assuming you are in a power exchange and this is not just a casual play mm-hmm. situation. If you are in power exchange, the other side of the slash is your partner.
1: Yeah. Um, some time ago, I, I heard this phrase, and I hope I get it right, because it, it's been a while since I've, I've had to roll it off the tongue. But in, in a power exchange, in a DS relationship, the, the best way to describe this is it is a negotiated power imbalance.
0: Yes, I've heard that too. I think we Mm -hmm. had an episode ages ago, kind of along those lines, and I, Mm -hmm. yeah, I like that.
1: So, you know, you start out as equals, and you have negotiated this power exchange. So, you know, yeah, don't forget that that person that you have control over is your partner.
0: And you're supposed to be working together to get to a common goal. Right. Like, I I know there is some um, urge from both doms and subs to kind of want the dom to just take charge and lead. And sometimes that works. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're both really just got to remember you're in it together and you're going to have to figure out whatever it is together. There's going to be a lot of com- conversations and there's going to be a lot of back and forth and there's going to be some compromise. And ultimately, it's not about exactly what you want. And it's not about exactly what they want. It's about what is good for the two of you together. Mm -hmm. And if the person you're with cannot be, does not want to be, or you do not want to be their partner, maybe that's not the person to be with, or maybe that needs to be something a little bit more casual than um, an ongoing relationship. Mm -hmm. Something to think about. The last one. Ah. And I put this because Dominants don't forget this for their submissives usually, but they forget it for themselves. Don't forget, aftercare's thing. Use it, love it, embrace it. Um,
1: Aftercare is something that should be negotiated along with the scene. It is all part of it. Um, Big D's, many times you need aftercare just as much as the little s does. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I know for me, after beating Kayla's ass and leaving bruises and sores all over her beautiful butt, Um, you know, you can get into this headspace of, oh my gosh, what have I done? I have gone against society's norm and I have beaten someone.
0: And also, even if you don't have that, if you are fortunate enough to hit kind of a top space, where just, Mm -hmm. even if it's not top space, it's just the endorphins are flowing and everything feels good. There's kind of only one place to go from there, mm-hmm. and that's down. Top drop, dom drop—that's a thing. Yeah. Aftercare cannot uh, make that not happen, but it can certainly ease the process. To right. so sort of be reminded, hey, you did a good thing.
1: I mean, Thank e- you exactly. For that. I mean, even even myself, I I like hugs afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like getting cuddles as much as I love giving cuddles after a scene, and you know, yes, hearing those words thank you for what you did mm-hmm. you know you what you know you, it, it was really nice what you did i i love these marks i love you know hearing that man that that can go a long way after a scene
0: mm-hmm. exactly so that is our list we are not very good at rapid fire but it's still not, a shorter episode than not, our
1: not too bad normal ones not too um, bad
0: Every single one of these things we have talked about in longer episodes. Yeah. So if you uh, want to know more if there's things that um, that caught you and you're like, okay, I need to I need to get more educated on this, that or the other, uh, we have an episode for it. Um, okay. But yeah, that is it for this week's mini episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back. Later this week with a longer one. Next week with a shorter one. That's you know, it's yeah. the pattern. It's how we round and round we go. Here we go. So <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed it, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Join us on the socials, uh, and we will talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye.